0: This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry podcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry get to share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. All right, in a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Michael Michael Fracken, uh, Dr. Fracken. I am a father and a husband and a brother. And I'm also what's called a palliative care doctor. And what a palliative care doctor does, at least when I'm doing it, is three things. Number one, uh, we don't take care of any patients. We only take care of people. And we do it with a team that surrounds and looks at that person from multiple perspectives. Um, We do it with a doctor, a nurse, a social worker, a chaplain, community health worker, patient care coordinator, wrapped around to see a person essentially as they see themselves, we hope. So the second thing that we do is uh, we're very good at the treatment of symptoms, pain, breathlessness, nausea, whatever you're suffering from, whatever you're feeling as a result of a serious illness. We've got a pretty good bag of tricks, We know how to use them. Uh, The third thing that we do is we help people and their families to navigate, to make their way through what are often very complicated medical situations, but what are always really difficult human situations. So that's what I do. I'm part of a team. It's called Resolution Care Network, and that's what I built
0: Nice, thank you. Your work is so important, and I read—I guess—telling I you earlier, I read uh, about you on your website and about your team and what you guys do, and um, what a, a, a wonderful service for those who are, uh, oftentimes, and not, maybe not always, but often f- uh, facing end-of-life situations. And uh, so that's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I think we're all kind of facing end-of-life situations, aren't we? I mean, that was true before COVID-19, and maybe we're a bit more aware of our mortality, even if we're not burdened by a very serious illness. We're all sort of vibrating a little bit with yeah. a random uncertainty of a terrible infection.
0: That is, that is totally true. I mean, we have, you know, protecting ourselves, our family members, and not being able to see each other. It's a been a crazy, crazy time. So,
1: yeah,
0: you're right. We're all kind of vibrating about <laughs> what end of life might look like. Um, so, My hope the... is, is that,
1: that, that, that that's a useful thing for us? Yeah, to be yeah. aware that everything we take for granted is not to be taken for granted, and everything yes. we love and everything we experience, sort of illusion of immortality that we take through our lives, maybe that could be modified a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think a lot more people are, um, at the very least, thinking about getting some paperwork together to make sure that that everyone else knows what to do the day I die. Um, You know, those kinds of things are being talked about quite a bit. So, you're right. So, tell me what's the best thing I say about serving aging adults, but I'm going to guess you see all kinds of adults. So... (laughs) and maybe children too. Um, So what's the best thing about what you do and the people
1: that you serve? The best thing is to explore the mysteries and nuances of every individual person that we meet. The older they are, the more complicated and unique history they have. They might be able to tell me stories about a world I wasn't a part of. that give me a sense of how to make sense of the world that I am a part of. Um, working with with elders um, gives me a, a sort of solid foundation to understand my own life a little bit better. Wow. Um, it gives me a sense of purpose and uh, uh, validates that all of my efforts are really uh, an expression of respect. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so the, those are the things that I get most from it.
0: Thank you. And my next question is a little bit, it changes the course of our discussion a little bit, uh, but we're in a time when uh, networking in person is not as possible. It's We might be getting there, but we've had a lot of experience lately with having to change the course of how we reach out to people. So I hear that, and I, and we do this. So I understand that marketing online is challenging. It's confusing. It's ever changing. What is you and your team, what have your been your thoughts about uh, changing how you market or, or how you reach out to people?
1: One One of the first helpers for me was a woman that took care of her husband. Um, and she's a person of being, she built an incredible business of her own and um, the experience that she had of me taking care of her husband was transformative for her. It helped her look at and understand the healthcare system in a completely different way. And, and the sort of radical idea that we can actually center the care that we provide around a person, not a disease state mm-hmm. that we can construct care around what matters to a person rather than what's the matter with the person <laughs> was mind-blowing for her. And she told me, and she has, you know, a 15 or 20 year arc of building a beautiful and successful business in cheese, all things. Um, she said, don't tell your own story. Let the people like me and Roger carry what this is forward. And so we have been working very hard for the five years we've been doing this to get ourselves out of the way. Um, And what we've done is we've turned our camera to people. And at first we had them, they would tell us about what they found to be groovy and cool about palliative care or resolution care. But as it evolved, we stopped asking them to do that. And we just asked them to share what they feel is important to others from their vantage point. And so many of them don't even talk about their illness. They talk about their life. And just the fact that we're there honoring them (laughs) with that camera is enough of a message that connects Whatever it is that they're sharing about what they learned in life or what they wish they had done differently or what they mm-hmm. hope for the people that, that they leave behind. Um, the fact that we're there kind of implicitly holding the camera is enough of a connection to this work. It's a demonstration of the way that we honor, respect and hold
0: mm-hmm.
1: people who are going through hard times.
0: Nice. And so you're able to share that. That's a great, that's a great, um, it even speaks to, you know, some folks who are maybe not as in, in exactly the kind of um, business you're in, just letting a senior speak or a, a client, let, it, let them speak about their experiences. It, testimonials are fine, they're awesome, but, you know, sharing their story is even more powerful. You're right.
1: It's old school. It's old yeah. school. And then more and more, as you if you look at the website, com and look for voices, you'll see that there's also some portraiture that um, a photographer did that oh, tells wow. the story that way, as well as a series of videos. And you'll probably be able to track the ones that were the first, where we weren't mm-hmm. quite out of the way, and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: later... There's a,
0: great, there's a great methodology online called story branding. And although it's more about branding your story, uh, this kind of goes right in line with that is letting people tell their story. And that's powerful enough. Uh, and then, so poof,
1: we put our name at the bottom. Revolution yeah. <laughs> Care, and our website. And yeah. I think that, I think that okay. people, it's interesting. In, in a business like this that's so integrated into a very complicated healthcare system, um, there's a tendency to direct marketing or messaging to the people that are going to be writing you checks mm-hmm. and we've done that we've told our story we've made presentations and, and ted talks and whatever all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, but actually the thing that's been most satisfying and i think most lifting have been the just direct to the public conversation about what we're up to why we're doing it, why it's important, and how it resonates with them and their families as they try to navigate the craziness of our healthcare system. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah,
0: That's awesome. Great job. We'll check that out. And when we have uh, put this interview out there, uh, we'll make sure everybody knows uh, where to go to look at all that and, find us. And, and, and learn from your example and right. learn more about you. So, Uh, and your business, and your clients, so, and your people, I should say your people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I would imagine that you've been a mentor to many, but I'm sure there are people that you work with every day on your team, or someone in your life who's um, been a really good influence, or big influence on you, so who are those people in your life that have made such a
1: difference? Oh my goodness.
0: Professionally, personally?
1: Yeah, well, Um, There have been a series of people in my life. um, Oh, that's a very good question. So um, I can name them, but that won't mean anything to the listeners. But the people that have made the biggest difference for me have uh, been people that I had put on a pedestal, (laughs) um, but then developed a relationship that leveled the playing field. Um, So my friend, Scott, from high school. um, uh, My mentor, uh, Tom Evans, uh, infectious disease doctor currently working on vaccine research for the current pandemic. Um, uh, Creighton King, uh, an ultra marathoner and dear friend of mine and high school teacher. Um, And then Mary, the woman I, I just spoke about who uh, at the very beginning of building a business, which I never thought I would ever do, um, <laughs> has been an advisor all the way along to try and help me keep my eye on the prize of what it is. So these are people that started off as like, oh, wow, they're so cool and amazing, and I can <laughs> learn so much for them. And then over time, we've come together in a, in a friendship. Those are the really strong mentors in my life.
0: And learn from each other. Yeah, great. Yeah, totally. Uh, Okay, so this is a good one because I bet you have lots of good advice. (laughs) I can tell. Um, So what piece of advice would you give to other providers in general, senior care, palliative care, respite care, whatever uh, they might be doing?
1: Build whatever you're doing from the bedside upward, not from the whiteboard or boardroom downward. Focus your attention on what's actually happening in connection with the people who you're taking responsibility to serve. Find out from them what's needed and then build from that. Not from what's needed by health insurance companies or regulators or professional services organizations or health systems or Mm -hmm. spreadsheets and flow charts and then filter it down, then shove it down the throat of people who are vulnerable they need to be at the center of everything you do and everything you build. If you're in the business of healthcare, if you're in the business of making chocolate chip cookies, you can do it differently.
0: Yeah.
1: These this are human beings that are mm-hmm. suffering great distress, and they're trusting you. So go to them first.
0: Great, great advice, very much so. I think we get lost in the uh, whiteboards and the spreadsheets and the numbers a lot. It's easy to get lost in that. Um, But when you're at the bedside looking at someone and talking to them, uh, I think that all gives us a renewed sense of purpose and the reason why we do what we do.
1: It's Uh, also much more straightforward. They'll tell you exactly what defines your success. Yep. Improve my quality of life. Treat me like a person, help Mm -hmm. me navigate tough decisions, Mm -hmm. help my family understand what's happening, bring the resources that are required to support them and caring for me no matter what, give me as much control as I can have. These are the kinds of things that people tell you. Mm -hmm. And those are our marching orders. Yep, that's good. Straight forward. It
0: makes it simple. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. All right, this is supposed to be our kind of our fun, happy question. When you have a win in life, um, it could be professionally, it could be uh, a goal that you set personally. When you have a win in life, how do you like to celebrate? Family, friends, team, whatever you want to talk about.
1: Well, it's funny. When I have uh, rough moments and when I have celebratory moments, I've taken to sipping a little bit of my very favorite tequila (laughs) this is not this is not a product placement this is actually my favorite tequila and so I keep it here under my desk for both circumstances at least when it happens at the end of a day (laughs) I have a little sip as a sort of symbol of celebration or a little soothing tonic (laughs) for my the hard moments so it's Either kind way. of the same thing. You, know? you
0: wouldn't be the first <laughs> person that said that. I had somebody tell me uh, vodka, a, a vodka martini with three olives.
1: There you go. See?
0: Either wedding, it works. Right? <laughs> it's a celebration or a tough day.
1: So it's just- nice to be working from home because I get to keep this right next to my desk. <laughs> and, then, and even though I haven't touched it for about a week or so, I haven't done anything to celebrate or soothe myself from. It's kind of nice to know it's there.
0: (laughs) It's waiting for whatever you need. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Dr. Michael Fracken, thank you so much for being on the show and for doing this interview. I know it's short, but you've given us a lot of valuable insight, and I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, no, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Um, I, I'd like to encourage people to check us out and yeah. come to the website, resolutioncare.com. Enjoy what you enjoy about it. Send me a note if you like what you see or if you don't like what you see. Um, <laughs> I think um,
0: they'll yeah. like what they see. I did, so. You did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very- and
1: there's a, there's a bunch of resources we put together specific for COVID-19, advanced care planning, those kinds of things that people might find to be Uh, particularly practical and useful now too. So happy to provide those resources.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. So thank you. My
1: pleasure, (laughs) Valerie. Thank you so much.